Folks, welcome back to another episode of Mayhem in the Mid-South. Today we're going to be looking at Mr. Uncatchable. Larry Porter Chisholm, born December 19, 1948. Now he's from Forest City, Arkansas. Now he has the distinction of being a fugitive wanted by the U.S. Marshal Service and the FBI for possibly one of the longest periods of time ever for either agency. Now the last time he was seen was 1978. As y'all know, I generally don't do episodes any longer where I talk about the bad guys by name or even show their pictures because I don't want to glorify what they do and what they have done. In this case here, Chisholm is still wanted and still out there. Maybe even living next door to you. So we're going to tell his story and even though he's in his Lord, he'd have to be in his 70s by now. He might still be out there hanging out in a town near you. Now to cut to the chase, after high school, Chisholm started going to what was then known as Memphis State University. It's now University of Memphis. I went there myself in 82-83. Now, in 1968, he marries a young lady, and they're living in West Memphis, Arkansas, just across the river from Memphis in Crittenden County. Now, in 1970, Chisholm's drafted by the U.S. Army, and he fought in Vietnam. Now, according to the resource material, he was a, a combat soldier and won a couple of medals. Now, in 1972, he returned to the U.S., and he started going back to school at Memphis State. Now, what no one realized or knew or understood was even though Chisholm was obviously a very intelligent person and everybody liked him and he seemed just a good old fella well he was taking his intelligence and his personality and he was running drugs he was running a drug ring and in fact He was smuggling 
or having drugs smuggled from Mexico into the U.S. Now, the, his drug of choice he was having brought across was heroin. Now, in 1974, he's arrested, and he's convicted, and he's sentenced to 40 years in prison in Tennessee. I don't know what it is. These stories I keep doing where a wannabe attorneys turn bad, or maybe not turn bad, they were probably already bad. But for somebody this intelligent, they sure make bad life choices. So now Chisholm's in prison. Well, he's at a Tennessee penal institute in only Tennessee. Now that's in Hickman County. Now it's just down the road from Dixon County, which is my home county. Now, Mr. Jones, who had requested this episode when he asked about Chisholm I told him I had never heard of Chisholm well actually I had I just didn't realize I had at least not him by name I knew him by a crime he would commit but we'll get into that a little later on alright so Chisholm's been in prison about four years and he has been the A number one model prisoner He's befriended the inmates, the guards, because you have to remember Chisholm is very intelligent. So now it's late summer of 1978, September 13th. Chisholm and some other inmates were allowed a supervised timeout of prison, and they were taken up to the bowling alley there in Dixon, Tennessee, which is my home county. So that's a good 30-minute drive. So now they're at the bowling alley bowling. Now, I was 16 at the time this happened, and I used to go to that bowling alley all the time with some of my buddies, Troy and his brother Frank, Coach Madden and Buck. We'd go up there and bowl all the time. And I remember when this escape happened. I remember it because you could still see the bullet holes and shotgun pellets in the walls for weeks and months afterwards. Now at the time I didn't know anything about Chisholm. Now what happened on this little bowling excursion is Chisholm had gotten a buddy of his to go inside the bowling alley earlier and left a couple of packages in there. Now, I'm not sure where they were hidden in the bowling alley. Now, inside those packages were sawed-off shotgun. So Chisholm and another inmate, they say they're going to the bathroom. Well, somewhere between them and the bathroom, which I, if I remember correctly, the bathrooms were on the east side of the bowling alley. Any event, they get the packages, they go into the bathroom with these packages. Well, one of the guards notices him picking up these packages heading to the bathroom. So he heads towards the bathroom. When he gets in there, Chisholm's got a shotgun pointed at him. So the guard backs back out of the bathroom. Then he pulls his gun, and then we have a shootout. So now we've got inmates and guards and customers and employees all scrambling around while bullets and buckshot are flying through the bowling alley. Chisholm wounds a guard 
Now, some of the resource material points out the fact that he shot a guard, but he didn't kill him. Well, it almost sounds like they're trying to say Chisholm intentionally just wounded the guard, but I'm going to think Chisholm's a violent man when he wants to be. Now, Chisholm himself gets shot in hand. Well, they snatch up an employee, and Chisholm and three other inmates, they get that employee, and they use him as a human shield, and they walk on out into the parking lot, and they steal the car. Now, they take that hostage, and they head to the airport there in Dixon. Now, you got to remember, this is before the Internet, so I'm going to guess Chisholm just didn't get lucky and happened to go down the right highway to find the airport I'm going to think he did some research or got with somebody that he already knew that was his first plan was he was going to get to the airport so they get to the airport and they let the hostage go they snatch up a pilot that's out there at the airport in fact he might have been the manager of the airport well they grab him and they get in a I think it was a Cessna 182 and they fly west towards Arkansas. Well, now the plane's only got an hour's worth of fuel, so the pilot has to set the plane down in a field there just outside of Marion, Arkansas. Now, that's in Lee County. Now, resource material says it was a dirt road. Some other says it was a field. Either way, pilot puts the plane down. Now, there was a farmer saw the plane going down he went over to help and of course he gets a gun stuck in his face and they get his truck now the gang splits up Chisholm and one member they go in one direction they're kind of heading northbound the other two go southbound well the two heading southbound they get caught now Chisholm only lasts about four days and after a wild police pursuit and shootout, Chisholm's caught in Calico Rock, Arkansas. Now Arkansas's got him. Now you would think Arkansas would figure out, now he had done escape from a Tennessee prison, that maybe he's kind of sharp and he's a good organizer. Maybe we need to put him somewhere really, really safe. Well, evidently, evidently they didn't do too well. They picked out Lone Oak, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Lone Oak County, Arkansas. So he's charged with boo coodles of charges in Arkansas. And now he's got about close to 50, 60 years in Arkansas, and that's not counting what Tennessee's going to do when they get him back. Now he's only 29 years old. Well, now he stays there all oh, just a few weeks and he escapes. He used a wrench broken through the air conditioning vent. He's able to climb into another room in the, the jail and I suppose it's the one where the weapons are held. In any event, Chisholm steals a guard's vehicle and he makes his escape with three other inmates. Now, the three other inmates are caught. Chisholm is not. Chisholm split up, went on his own. So now Chisholm's loose again. Now, Chisholm disappears for a few months, 
But then they get a bank robbery in Cincinnati, Ohio. The fella robbed that bank, got a quarter of a million dollars. That's pretty good for a bank job. And he did it without a weapon. Now, even though Chisholm, if he gets caught, he's he's going to serve probably 70, 80 years between Arkansas and Tennessee. And he's going to get 20, 25 years for robbing a bank by the feds in Ohio. But he went in without a weapon, so that means he's not going to get that extra 10 or 15 years. So even then, Chisholm's thinking about how I can do something and minimize chances of hurting a victim. Because he knows that if you steal money and you don't hurt anybody or don't carry a weapon, you're going to get less time. So from Ohio, the last time the authorities get a smell of him, He's in New Orleans, Louisiana. 1979, he evidently got hurt on a construction job he was working. And he's down in the hospital there for several weeks. And the authorities hadn't caught up with him yet. Well, evidently, Chisholm must have been feeling the heat because he pops up again and he's in Mobile, Alabama. And every place he goes, he's got him a girlfriend fact she was just so in love she left with him and she had kids now after a little while she goes back home to her youngins and of course she talks to the authorities then but Chisholm knew that was going to happen so he's no longer in Mobile she says last time she saw him he had went to Mississippi now they said Chisholm was earning extra money by donating blood and that in order to make fake identification cards, driver's license, etc., he was actually calling the parents of deceased children. So I don't know what persona he was taking on when he made these calls. So now the trail goes cold for 10 more years. And the next time he pops his head up, he's in Charlotte, North Carolina. And of course, he's got another alias. And he's married to another woman. And he's living a relatively normal life in Charlotte. Uh, They were active in their local church, in fact. Everybody there said he was just a fine fellow. Even a rumor they may have had some kids together. Unfortunately, the party ends because on January 3rd, 1990, Chisholm is featured on unsolved mysteries and lucky for Chisholm he actually saw the broadcast now him and his wife and allegedly the kids they may have had they leave town in their van in fact he had a a paycheck waiting on him at his job he wasn't able to claim it now absolutely the last time he's seen is December of, of that year 1990 and he sells his van to someone in Atlanta, Georgia. And the last confirmed sighting of him is December the 4th, 1990. Now in 2021, he's featured on America's Most Wanted. Now of course, there is a chance he's dead by now, him being as old as he is, but maybe he's not. And unfortunately for authorities, they know he likes warm weather and they No, he kind of likes to hang out in the South. 
but they got it narrowed down to the southern United States, Mexico, and Latin America. That's about as close as they can get. Now, the last time they took a measurement of Chisholm, he was 5'10", weighed about 160 pounds. Now, I have no idea what he looks like now, so it's just a shame someone that intelligent would make such bad choices in his life. I guess he just had larceny in his heart. It's no telling how successful he would have been, because I don't know if I'd want to measure my success by the fact I had evaded the FBI and the Marshal Service for all these many years.